Welcome to the Lighthouse Financial Advisors Money Over 50 podcast with Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Lighthouse Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. The guy who runs a place is a little temperamental, especially about the ordering procedure. He's secretly referred to as the soup Nazi. Why? What happens if you don't order right? He yells and you don't get your soup. What? Just follow the ordering procedure and you will be fine. Welcome to another episode of Money Over 50. Today we've got a topic that's very close to Michael's heart. Uh, Why a good financial advisor should be like the soup Nazi from Seinfeld. Michael, what are you talking about? Thanks, Dallas. I've been looking forward to this one for quite some time. In fact, um, you know, every year I look at my news resolutions and um, I always put something down. Yeah. And um, this year is probably one of the, the, the funniest news resolutions that I've ever had. Um, I've been thinking for some time that I need to bring more Seinfeldisms <laughs> into the Money Over 50 podcast. So that's, that's my new resolution for, for this year. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a very niche market. Some people will probably love these Seinfeld-like episodes and other people will go, what is this nutcase what, talking what is, about? Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you haven't seen the, um, if you haven't seen Seinfeld, do yourself uh, a immediately go and buy the, the entire DVD. In fact, I, I own the entire in DVD. <laughs> Uh, the, the entire series of yep. Seinfeld on DVD. So if you haven't seen Seinfeld and you want to see that, yep. feel free to email me. You're like a, a missionary for the for the Church of Seinfeld, mate. You're always trying to convert people in. So uh, yeah, certainly. I, I um, this is one of my favourite episodes. So um, there's a uh, the story is there's a a soup maker in New York City and this guy really exists yeah. and we've, we've, we've actually been there we've actually been there yeah. um, and the soup is outstanding so yeah. so the story how this how this became to be a real uh, episode uh, on Seinfeld is that is that the NBC uh, offices are only a few blocks away yeah. from where uh, the, um, the the, the soup, the soup kitchen is yeah. and and um, some of the executives were going down there getting their soup and then they took Jerry Seinfeld, the, the, you know, not playing his character, but yeah, the real Jerry Seinfeld when he was in there, down there and the soup was outstanding and he was, he was marvelling at actually, the, there's a very particular ordering process yeah. for, the, for the client. So yeah. um, in real life, yeah. this guy yeah. um, that they refer to as the soup Nazi, yeah would make sure that um, all of his customers had the lineup on the right hand side. Yeah. Uh, they'd have to have the correct money. Yeah. They'd have to they'd have to pay. Yeah. They have to move. They have to step immediately to the left. Yeah. They'd have to wait without comment. Yeah. And without <laughs> talking. They couldn't be on their phones yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. Yep. Um, they'd have to wait for their soup, which was produced within yeah. a short amount of time. Yeah. And anyone that deviated from that process would have their money immediately refunded <laughs> and, be, and be told out. to come back tomorrow. So, <laughs> with, so with, with the timeless phrase, no soup for you. No soup for you. Um, so, uh, so 
That's how they. That's how they came up with the idea for this episode. Yeah. So it was a, it was a real life guy. Person, yeah. Um, yeah. That uh, made outstanding soups. Yeah. And um, look, we've been thinking for a while that that there's a lot of similarities between us and the soup Nazi. Yeah. In from Seinfeld. Yeah. And we think a good financial advisor should be more like the soup Nazi. Yes. Uh, then, yeah. then for example, your your corner diner. Yeah. Uh, where they where they serve yeah everything yeah not very well and have no real um, yeah emotional attachment to what it is they do and, and how they do it and the process through that through which they do that that's right yeah um, so you've got three main main similarities with me, three main reasons why a good financial advisor should be like the soup Nazi uh, what's the first one so the first one is that look you shouldn't try to be all things to all people so. The soup Nazi wasn't selling sandwiches. Yep. He wasn't selling, yep. you know, um, bacon rolls. Yep. Uh, he wasn't selling yep. quiches. Yep. He wasn't selling. He, and he, was, he wasn't even selling 30 different types of soup. Not even 30 different types of soup. Yep. So six to eight soups. Yep. He does yep. Um, on a daily basis. That's all he does. Yep. Uh, he opens at yep. roughly 11 a.m. Yep. And he shuts at 2 p.m. Yep. And he just perfects those six to eight soups. So, yep. I mean, we see similarities there in that a lot of financial advisors are jack of all trades yeah. and and, and yeah. master of none really. So they, yeah. they work with people of all different ages. Yeah. And in doing so, um, they can't really be an expert in any in any particular niche. So yeah. so and that that's where I mean we've just ticked over, as you said, ten years. Um, and a new decade and we're coming up on ten years as a as a business. And it's something that we've talked about at length where when we when when you start any business you obviously take anyone anyone who's a paying customer is a customer there's always that phase and and then what we've talked about is how over the last five six years we've just purely focused on on uh, retirement planning so working with people over 50 or working with people in that last 10 years of their, their working life and we've been amazed at the at how when you when you just focus on that niche how much you can just obsessively get better and better in that one area and and it's sort of one of those things where if you are doing all things to all people you don't you, you don't even know what you don't know about those areas because you don't have the time to just really get in the weeds and focus on it that that's right and it's it's just uh through repetition of seeing yeah. the same scenarios over again yeah. i mean everyone's different but people yeah. that are there's a lot of commonalities between people that are 55 yeah. and other people that are 55 or yes, 53 right. or 54 yeah. yeah um and certainly vastly different from yeah. someone who's 33 that's right or 23 yeah um so yeah. so just the repetition of seeing um we comment all the time dallas uh that because we, we 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 only see people now that are age yeah. fifty and yeah. over uh, yeah. as new clients. Um, what we see is the same uh, type of needs, the type, same type yeah. of scenarios, yeah. but also um, the same tips and traps as well. You yes. see the same things that where people uh, can yeah, fall go wrong, short, yeah. and where things go wrong, and, yes, and, and right. so forth. So it's it's like a I think like any of those sorts of things. You know, they talk about. Um, you know, getting better over time requires you know, feedback, uh, feedback, repetitions, all those sorts of things, and and it is a something where when you once you've been doing something for a period of time, you start to, as you say, you see patterns of when someone does this, these are the sorts of things that go wrong, and you mm. can just see that play out over time, and you get really good at 
you know, some like we've had, we have now clients come in and say, well, we're gonna, we, we think that we, we should do this. You go, well, I've seen this, I've seen this movie play out 20 times and it doesn't end like you think it ends, it ends in this other way. It ends in this other way. And so you might be the one in 20 that does, that doesn't happen for, but the, the numbers say that this is, the, the repetitions of, of what we've done and what we've seen would, would point towards the same thing occurring. That, that, that's a great point. And you know before you even crunch the numbers? Yes. That yeah. this, this doesn't work, you yeah. know intuitively, no, this, yeah. this is not gonna work out yeah. the way that you yeah. think it may. Yeah. I mean, all these things would have to align. Yeah. Yeah. And there's eight or ten of them, yeah. and um, yeah. as such, planets don't generally align yeah. like that yeah. for this to work. Yeah. And without even running the numbers, and look, if we, if you were seeing people, if you're in a financial advisor that was seeing people mm. across all age ranges, you just wouldn't have that knowledge. Yeah, you wouldn't have the, the the feedback and the repetitions to make that to make those those connections in your brain. I don't think, but I think that's a um, yeah, it, it's it's an interesting one because because everyone's situation is different. We don't necessarily. Think of it in this way, but you, as you said, everyone's different. But most people have um, some areas of their life that are similar. You know, they, they have needs, wants, what their common tips and traps, all these sorts of things. That it may be that um, it may be that their situation is slightly different. But we've seen something very similar. And we've, we've seen how we've seen something out. similar. And yeah. um, look, a good example is is someone that's that's just turned 50 and they, they say, okay, well, we have um, three children yeah. and um, they're all fully independent from us yeah. now because <laughs> yeah. the, the youngest yeah. one's just yeah. graduated from uni and yeah. she's 21 and then we yeah. have a 23-year-old and we have a 25-year-old. Yeah. Um, we, we actually know that we have to build some fat into, the, yeah. into their budget yeah. uh, over the next 15 years yeah. um, or over the next 10 years. Yeah because um, the chances are that um, them being good parents, they haven't budgeted for this necessarily, but they, you know, the kids are gonna get married or, yeah. or two of them, three are gonna get married. That's right. Um, and we know that the parents are probably gonna give them yeah. a gift there yeah. or pay yeah. for, you know, obviously yeah, pay, pay for, for some of the wedding. Yeah. Um, yeah, we know, we know yeah. that that's, that's um, one, really, of the yeah. one of the children is going to require a loan yeah. on average. Um, <laughs> that's right. And it's probably going to be yeah. a loan that isn't necessarily paid back uh, in full. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's building those types of things because we've seen these scenarios yeah. so many times. Yeah. Um, we, 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 we just know what's going to be the likely yeah. thing that's to happen. Right. So we actually have to start building those contingencies yeah. into the plan. Yeah. We don't want the plan to run that thinly. Yes. That, we're that, really, that, yeah. that um, you know, there's no capacity to do any of these yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's the the first one is that try, not trying to be all things to all people, having a niche, having something that you do uh, perfectly, something that you do um, consistently, and that you that you are focusing on the same sort of thing day in day out to allow you to then get better at that. Uh, that ties into to the second point, I guess. So um, everything that I've seen about any good business across yeah. across any industry is that they're all process driven. Yeah. And the soup Nazi in Seinfeld was certainly process driven. Yeah. So like it doesn't go into at the end of the at the end of the episode, um, Elaine who was was <laughs> was knocked back for soup <laughs> at one stage uh, during the during the episode comes across his yeah. his recipes. Yeah. Um, and uh, it actually 
like it gives you a glimpse into how process driven he was because yep. there was six yep. to eight recipes yep. and they were most exactly the, what has to happen every exactly what has to happen every single time yep. um, you also get a glimpse of of how process driven uh, they are the soup nazis of course when uh, you look at how the ordering process yep. had to happen. Yep. So he's very yep. particular That's right. about yep. how people yep. had to order. Yeah. Now, um, and what's never the, spoken about, this was designed to serve as many people the best quality soup as yes. possible. Yep. So you had to have the correct change. You didn't want to be fumbling around for change. Yep. Uh, you had to line yep. up on the right. You had to you know, yep. step to the left after you've paid your money yep. and ordered. Yep. And you had to wait for your soup. It was all process driven. Yep. So I can only imagine that um, uh, yeah, the, the behind the scenes processes were, yeah, of course, sense. just as good. There's, you, look, you don't get the, you don't get people all over New York City, which is which is a, a true fact. So yeah. people all over New York City, yeah. were talking about yeah. this yeah. Um, soup for real. Yeah. So you don't get to that talking point without having great and and it's processes like, and the output becomes great after that. And and that's I guess the the whole point in any sort of uh, client facing business is that. It needs to be process driven so that it's so that it's just as good every single day. You, you yep. wouldn't want to traipse halfway across New York, get to get there, get your soup, and go. Oh, he's had a bit of an off day today. It's yep. not that good. That's right. So it has to be perfect every single day. Yep. In the same thing with with your financial advice process, where you can't go. Oh well, we sort of missed a couple of things this year, and oh, we made a couple of mistakes. It has to be perfect every single time. It has to be process driven so that there is no scope for any of those errors. That's right. Um, and you, you touched on the point then, Michael, about um, serving the, the most amount of people uh, in the most effective way. That's something that we talk about as a business where we try and set our, our process in place so that uh, our, our work is as proactive as possible. So yeah, the end of financial year is, is a good example of that where the same sort of uh, decisions need to be made for all of our clients across what, what is it that they can do before the end of the financial year to minimise their, their tax and to, mm. to maximise the position that they get into. So we have to do the same types of calculations for all those people. Um, so I guess that's where, that's where our knowledge comes into it and, it is, and that's kind of where it's different for everyone. But the process of how we gather that information, how we put that together, how we present that to our clients, how we follow up with them to make sure that they've done the things they need to do how we follow up to make sure that paperwork has been lodged with the, the super fund or with whatever provider in the correct way. All of that needs to be a process so that there's no scope for anything to go wrong. That's right. I mean, the process has to start around mid-May. Yeah. And it, has to, it can't start any earlier than that because yeah. of the fact that, yeah. that um, we don't know enough of the financial... Bearing in mind the financial year and six weeks after that, yeah. or seven weeks after that, yeah. um, uh, on the 30th of June. So yep. we have to wait until yep. you know, the middle of May before we ask our clients for yep. Yep. information such as their yep. pay slips year to date, yep. Yep. Uh, which gives us yep. you know, effectively uh, almost the full complete picture of yep. the financial year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like you said, Dallas, um, yeah, we have to have a, a unique <coughs> and consistent way of contacting everyone, yep. following up on everyone, yep. so that they don't um, yep. fall through the cracks. Yes. Uh, getting that information back from yep. our clients, which we ask for um, pay slips year to date, yep. of course, which gives yep. us the income that they've earned and we can work out what they're due to earn for yep. that financial year. Yep. Um, we then we then look at every single person's file. Yep. Uh, we make sure that they're taken advantage of yep. uh, entirely uh, the, 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 the full suite yep. of 
tax advantage that they could take advantage for yeah. that year. And, um, and there's also other little government benefits such as yeah. you know um, spouse contribution or superannuation, yeah. which is a co-contribution or superannuation, yeah. which is yeah. which is yeah. Um, we refer to it as free money. Yeah. You know, the government will give you five hundred dollars yeah. free money, um, yeah. depending on what your income is. So, yeah. but then we we then have to um, communicate that to our clients. Yeah. Make sure that that's communicated correctly. Yeah. Uh, make sure that they have all the information they need to be able to make to be able to do that to be pay that money in because yeah. it requires money to go in. Yep. Yeah. The super fund. Yeah. It's all got to be cleared. Yep. Yeah. Um, well and truly before the thirtieth of June. Yes. It's got to be documented. Yeah. There's got to be forms filled out to claim. Yeah, um, that is a tax required. Yeah, so that all that that just can't happen. Yes, haphazardly. And, that, and that's exactly like I was saying. That that needs to be a process that can work across all of our clients. What what yeah. we can't do and what we what we don't do is we're not just going to sit here until we get a phone call from someone in the second week of June saying, "Hey, should I put some money into super?" Yes, because number one, that couldn't we couldn't do that across the amount of clients that we that we have it's not proactive in as much as uh, it then re relies on someone making that decision for themselves and we proactively take uh, take control of that but also if, if someone rings me and says hey you should I put some money in super and I then have to drop everything um, drop everything to work on those calculations two things are going to happen number one I'm more likely to make a mistake on on the on the client with the client that I'm already working on when I take that phone call Yep. And secondly, I'm much more likely to let things slip through the cracks where I've got a phone call coming in and I'm trying to get the information, do the calculations in a, in a haphazard way. It's not, uh, it's not a sustainable way. It's not a process-driven way to, to make that happen. No, that's right. And, and, and it allows you to get ready for, for um, the workload as well. So, right, yeah. so this, we, we know that between the 1st of May and the yeah. 30th of June, yeah. Um, we don't book any other yeah. uh, meetings with yeah. suppliers or yeah. fund managers or, or friends or, or family friends or family or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah, that's a good point yeah. because you you actually say to um, your spouse, don't book any holidays during yeah. this period of time. Yes, you know, don't book yeah. any days off. Yeah. I'm not looking after the kids. I, it's funny. I, I just, I, just <laughs> I, I had a message from a mate of mine yesterday, and, and he, I had to look back through through to find some information, and I saw the messages that I'd sent to him in in late June and he'd messaged me about his Bucks party and said, hey, have you booked accommodation for the Bucks party? And my response was something effective, I'll talk to you after 30 June. <laughs> Which is probably a bit yeah. rude. Sorry, Jimmy. But, yeah. <laughs> but that was, as you say, you have to have that process of this is the time when we cannot be distracted. We can't be, can't be jumping around doing all sorts of things. Um, it has to be a process so that there's no, no mistakes made. That's right. So, um, yeah, so we, we believe that uh, a good financial advisor has to be process driven. Yeah, as process driven as the soup Nazi, and as process driven as yeah. you know the, the the big example is McDonald's. They yeah. they're the ones that invented the, the yes the, yeah the um the uh, I guess the perfecting of yeah. a process. So you always you always use McDonald's as the example. I, I I prefer to use the the knee surgeon as the example because <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather be likened to a knee surgeon than someone flipping burgers. Well, I, I mean a knee surgeon is a great example as yeah. well. I mean if you've ever been into a surgeon's yeah. office, yeah. Um, it all runs smoothly. Yeah. They pop in, they yeah. have your chart in yeah. front of them. All the information. They're in there. You've got your scans. Yeah, you've had all the scans. The yeah. the people that run those yeah. offices are tremendous. Yeah. Um, they batch all of the, yeah. so they yeah. do operations on a Tuesday and a Thursday yeah. of every week, <coughs> yeah. uh, for example, and yeah. then they book the whole day out yeah. in surgery and that's all they're doing for yeah. that day. So yeah. 
So that's, that's a great example, again, of being process-driven. Yep. Uh, and we think, look, there's, there, there's, there's, there's far too many financial advisors that yep. aren't process-driven. No, that's right. In, um, and, in and our I think industry. That comes from where our industry has come from, is being more uh, money managers or money gatherers necessarily than actually proactive planners. That's right. And that, that's where the the industry has changed in recent years is it kind of used to be that the business model was try and get as many people on the books as possible, yep. charge them a fee on their super fund, just do do the minimum required to make sure they don't leave and just keep charging them a fee which they're yep. not aware of. And that's kind of where if you're, if you're following that sort of model, then you, you don't want to proactively do anything. You, that's you, right. you just want to do the minimum required and that's kind of where you still, we're seeing less and less of that. but. What you really want to have is, is your financial advisor needs to be uh, proactive, process-driven. There needs to be a, yeah. a, a a way, a structure to how they are going to get the output of what is needed for you every single year. That leads well into the third point, which yeah. is the third point is that you should not compromise. Yeah. So we don't believe that a good financial advisor should compromise. Yeah. On on and what and they I'll explain do. that in a minute. But there's a scene in yeah. the Soup Nazi episode <laughs> where uh, Kramer. Um, uh, who, who happens to get on with everyone, doesn't he, Kramer? In, he does. in Seinfeld. So he's got a he's got a way of. Yeah. There's a scene where he's actually um, in the process of ordering soup, and he's he's conversing with the soup Nazi, yeah. which usually would mean yeah, no he'd soup. Be banned, yeah. You'd be banned. Yeah. But Kramer, gets, um, but Kramer gets away with it. So yeah. Kramer's explaining to the soup Nazi. He's flattering him, yeah. and he's saying, "Yeah, you, know, you expect." Uh, yeah, you you suffer for your soup. Yeah. You um, yeah. and this and the soup Nazi says back to Kramer, I expect perfection from myself. How can I tolerate anything less from my customers? Yeah. Now, um, whilst uh, the, we, how do I say this? We we we, we it's it's we similar here. <laughs> well, 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 probably probably the good example we've used this phrase before. Um, sometimes we find that we're more worried about someone's retirement than yes. they actually are. Yep. And yep. it's usually, it's, it's, be, it's, it's all because they're going out of the scope of the financial plan that we've put in place for them. Yes. And, they, and they, yep. they're doing things that they shouldn't be doing. And yep. we're worried. Yep. We're taking on a burden yep. of worry yep. where we're thinking, oh, I don't know if they're going to make it because yep. they've, you know, they've bought this and they've yep. bought that and they haven't yep. budgeted for this. And then, yep. you know, um, yep. So you're, and, and they don't seem to be worried at all. Yeah. Um, so what we're referring to then in that you should not compromise is that, is that um, we won't just do part of a plan. No. We'll put the full plan in place. Yeah. And, and our job is not, you touched on it before, are not money managers. So yeah. we won't just take a pool of money yeah. and say, okay, um, you're getting a 7% return on that. We think we can get a 10% rate of return. Yeah. Uh, on that, yeah. Look, whilst that's still a benefit to someone, yeah, we think it's useless in the grand scheme of things yeah. because yeah. because what we really want to do, yeah, is take someone the last ten years of their working life, yeah, or the last fifteen years of their working life, yeah, and and bridge the gap to where they from where they were going to be, yeah, which is generally half a million dollars short, yeah, uh, of where they needed to be, yeah. We actually want to make up that difference, yeah, and make sure that they're half a million dollars. Better off, better off, and that they never run out of money, and that they never run out of money in retirement. Yeah. Um, so, if someone was to say to us, "Look, 
Um, we only want to do part of that. Yeah. We we we, we don't want to. We, we think we'll be right. We yeah. we only want to add yeah. fifty thousand or a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. We yeah. just want to see yeah. what your returns can be, and if you yeah. can do yeah. a better yeah. job for yeah. us, we, we'll say, look, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. Um, we're and, just not going to compromise that. And and that sort of ties into uh, the the first point that you made there about trying not to be all things to all people. And mm. the reason that we can see we can see that is that if you we can tell when a new client comes in and you go, okay. You need to do these three things to make sure that you have enough money to retire. Mm. And if they say, "Well, I'm only going to do these two, and I should probably be right," we've seen we've seen the movie before. We know that you're going to be short. We know That's that right. you are not going to be where you need to be. That's why we're giving you that advice. I uh, I just met with someone the other day recently. It was actually a perfect example of that. The there, there was a few things that they needed to do, and there's a, you know, some tax savings they could pick up, some extra return, all that kind of thing. But the, the main thing was that they actually needed to downsize their house. Yep. And that was, we worked out that we could do everything else, pull every other lever, but, and they had actually suggested that they were going to downsize their house. Mm. They need to do that. If they don't do that, they are gonna run out of money. And if they do downsize everything else that we can work together and, and help them to do, they will not run out of money in retirement. Yep. And that was the, where I kind of left it with them. I said, well, you actually need to go and sell your house and do that and make all those changes before before I'll take you on as a client because yeah. I don't I don't want to be the captain of a sinking ship. I don't want to bring you on as a client and do these few little things and and sort of you know muck around the edges when mm. you're still going to fall short of where you need to be. We our our whole uh, business exists and our whole purpose is to as you said bridge that gap between where people are going to be and where they need to be to never run out of money. If I can't help you get to there, then there's no point. There's, there's no, as I said to these guys, if, you, if you're just gonna run out of money anyway, you might as well just save the money that you would have paid me in fees and spend that because then you're gonna be in the same position. That's right, yeah, so, um, and look, I like the way that you did that and I think that's certainly what we've moved to yeah. is, uh, is saying to people, this is the main determinant or the main weighting yeah. factor of yeah. your um, yeah, ability retirement to success. Yeah. So we could look. We could take you on as a client now and manage your money, yep. and and you'll tell us that you'll yep. sell your house at some stage. Yeah, we've 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 done that in the yep. past, and we've seen that people don't, don't do, do it. Exactly right. So um, yep. so you said to them, yep. basically, do that. Uh, look, first. go and do that first. Yeah, which yep. Be- before I'll start yep. working with you. Yeah, so. well, and and it's like that. Uh, the, the not compromising thing is that it, it's too easy, and and we see this uh, a bit is that. In some situations, it's like, and this is where we're saying a good financial advisor shouldn't do this, is that people go, I've got a financial advisor. I go and, I go and meet with him once a year for half an hour. He seems like a nice guy. My super fund's going up. And, and the financial advisor is not actually, is not pushing them, is not making sure they're doing everything that they could be doing and everything they need to be doing to, to meet their goals and meet, meet their retirement targets. And so that's kind of where we're, we're saying you shouldn't compromise as in, Everything that everything that we do is geared towards having our advice be perfect for that individual client, and as you say, we, we suffer for our soup in regards to that. Look, it's a, it's a I like the way that you explain that. You need to push people. Everyone needs to push. Yeah. Like a successful, talented, well, no, a talented sporting team. Yeah. You're going to talk about Roger Federer having a, having a tennis coach. Well, well he does, but uh, <laughs> but they need to be pushed. I mean, yeah. they need to be pushed to yeah. to to yeah. succeed. Yeah. Um, obviously, you can't push too much. Yeah, uh, they'll yeah. break. Yeah, uh, if yeah. you if you push too little, yeah, they'll fall fall short of where they That's could right. be. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Look, look. The 
the apathetic approach that we see from a lot of financial advisors, which is fantastic for us because yeah. people come in, they're already working with, yeah. or I'm doing the air quotes again, you can't yeah. see it, yeah. um, working with a financial advisor. Yeah. And we look at it straight away and say, look, there's, there's five things here that they're not taking advantage of yeah. that they could be taking advantage of yeah. and you could be taking advantage of. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, um, and, and, and two of those things are pushing or nudging yeah. those clients yeah. into yeah. doing um, things that they need to, to be doing. To doing things that they need to be doing. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, you're liking that to the, the, the physical training of a sporting yeah. team, like yeah. actually doing yeah. the actual hard yeah. work yeah. Uh, to get that success. Yeah. So, so yeah. look, it's, it, it's, I, I we see it time and time again from, yeah. from other financial advisors. Yeah, and that, that's, I think, where like the breaking standard of those three different areas, it, it sort of all ties in together, where the, the first thing is being, you can't be all things to all people as a financial yeah. advisor, and if you try to be, you are not going to build up the muscle memory and the intuition of what does this person need, what are the things that this person needs to be careful of. Yep. So the first thing is to just do a handful of things and do them really well. And uh, the second thing is to be process driven. And that is where we talk about being obsessed about the process of how do we do this in a way that is gonna be, we're gonna get it perfect every single time. Yep. There's not gonna be things that get missed or anything like that. And the third thing is not compromising. So making sure that if our role is to, is to make sure that people come to us because they don't wanna run, run out of money in retirement, we need to then make sure that that isn't gonna happen. And it's no good someone paying us a fee and thinking, oh, well, I'm paying a financial advisor, so I guess that means that I'm doing all I can, if they aren't actually doing everything that they need to be doing. Yep, it's a great place to wrap up, I think, Dallas. Perfect, thanks. Very good. You know something? Not good for you! Come back, one year! Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Lighthouse Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.